Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is season seven, episode three. We're coming to you today from First Alliance Church in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, we are. Home of Josh Franks, lead pastor here. Hey, Shout right, out, Josh. Good to, have, Josh. Uh, good to have Josh Franks and Ben Douglas stick their heads in the door. Uh, just before we started recording this uh, episode to local Columbus Alliance pastors. And as we're recording this, we're footloose and fancy free, also known as homeless. Uh, we don't have an office yet. So uh, we're thankful for uh, our Columbus churches allowing us to use their buildings for a variety thing of things. I'm Terry, church ministries leader for the Alliance, and this is... I'm Alan, developing kingdom workers in Eastern PA. And that is... Caitlin, producer. Yes, indeed. Woo-woo. So uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about... I can't think of a more important subject to talk about, really. We're going to talk about prayer mm. and its place in the church with uh, Fred Hartley. And uh, John Mitchell, these men, uh, Fred is the founder, and uh, John is the current uh, leader for the uh, College of Prayer, a movement that's risen up within the Alliance and beyond uh, the borders of uh, the Alliance. And uh, these men are also connected to Lilburn Alliance Church in the uh, greater Atlanta area which is vitally important since we're recording this the day before my Atlanta Braves are in the World Series, speaking mm. of the need for prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, imagine but, how great this is going to be when they lose and uh, wow. <laughs> everybody's okay. going to hear this months and months later. Okay, well, That'll fit in well with uh, the question in the interview that we're going to ask about keeping the main things, the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's probably. good. Yeah. So. I, I won't, I can say I won't be praying for the Braves to win the I, World series though. I, I want them to win. I won't be praying about it. I won't be praying about it either. Okay. Just, good. just to, to make that. things clear. <laughs> okay. Good. I know God doesn't really care i don't know if we know that (laughs) well this could be into a fun debate now it could could. anyway back on focus who got us off focus are you saying we're a distractible team is that what you're saying listen if i have to listen to sports talk every single episode i'm gonna have some fun while i do Uh, it you do that we need you to do that the notorious keg speaks hello so uh we just had 40 days of prayer we're just what a month removed from 40 days of uh, prayer. Thanks, thanks to all of you for your participation in that. But prayer is not something we do for 40 days every year. We hope that 40 days takes us deeper yeah. and launches us on. Uh, we desperately need a spirit of prayer and a culture of prayer and uh, the revival that comes from prayer in our mm-hmm. Alliance churches uh, uh, even now. So this is an important Amen. episode. It is. So uh, grab yourself a Jolly Pirate Donut and cup of coffee. That is oh, a wow. uh, beverages and food to Central time. Ohio fancy. phenomena. And uh, so uh, grab those, sit back, relax. Here we go. 
Well, it's our pleasure to uh, welcome to Equipping You podcast, Fred Hartley and John Mitchell. Fred and John, thanks for joining us today. It's a uh, blessing to join you, Terry. Definitely an honor. Appreciate both of you. Thank you so much. Well, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd like to start out by letting our uh, listeners getting to know uh, our uh, interviewees a bit. And uh, particularly a question that we've been asking is, uh, who are key leaders who influenced you uh, early in your ministry? A lot of this podcast is about leaders and leadership development. So who were leaders, Fred and John, that, that really influenced you early in your ministry? Yeah, boy, I've had mentors from the beginning. Um, but Armin Gesswine, I met at a prayer conference. As a pastor, I was bone dry. I was working too hard. I was not praying. I didn't have a prayer life. I saw advertised a conference on revival prayer with Armin Gesswine and Jed Winor. And I registered, went, took them both out for lunch. I got to know both of them, made lifelong friends. But Armin really became my lifelong mentor. I've had other mentors, but Armin spoke uh, so much into my life, uh, shaped me early in my developmental stage and really has had a lasting impact on my prayer life, on my kingdom thinking, and my missional life. Uh, so on every level, uh, Armin Gesswine was my, my guy. I traveled with Armin probably 40 weeks of my life uh, wow. over a period of, I think, 18 years. Uh, I'm a leader. I'm a gatherer. I gathered people, and Armin would come, and, and he'd be the show. He'd, he'd run everything, and I just was able to uh, follow along and, and learn from him, sit at his feet. And uh, that that spoke uh, into me and shaped the College of Prayer. Fantastic. How about That's you, John? Big influence. Yeah, there's several. And I think every every true leader, kingdom leader, seeks out mentors. And uh, I've always tried to make a point to do that uh, from even my senior year of high school on when God really got a hold of my life. Um, but my father, who was an Alliance pastor, for many, many, many years, um, obviously has had a significant impact. Second to that was my grandfather, also an Alliance pastor for over 50, 50 years. And he was a prayer warrior. In fact, I remember at his uh, funeral, uh, a major evangelist was there, a uh, national evangelist, and said something I never forgot. He said, I learned to pray in your granddad's church. Wow. Ooh. He said, I would hide on the back row during the week. And I would hear your grandfather walk in the front on the on the, the front of the, sta uh, the podium and just going back and forth, back and forth, praying for his people. And he said, I, I would just listen to that hiding in the back row. You never even knew I there. And that's where I learned to pray. And so I, I learned about prayer and the love of the gospel from my grandfather. And then when I got to college, I had so many incredible mentors by the grace of God that began to invest in me, particularly in the area of prayer. Jeff Gangle, who many probably are familiar with, yeah. who was the campus pastor there, he and I became very close. Uh, Don Young uh, had a tenure there while I was at Tacoa. He invested significantly in me uh, and many others that were being sent. I didn't know about the College of Prayer at the time, but that were being sent to Tacoa to lead prayer <laughs> 
corporate prayer for the student body, uh, Mike and Lisa Plunkett, Tony Jones and others. Uh, and they began to kind of take me under their wing. And then in 07, uh, I came into contact with this guy named Fred Hartley. So Fred Hartley pulled me to the side at Simpsonwood Conference Center and said, I see something in you and I want to take you under my wing. Uh, he actually said, I, I know you'll probably want to pray and think about that first. And I said, I, I don't need to pray and think about anything. I'm in. I don't know what it means, uh, but I'm in. And, and Fred has been, uh, I would say, the single most investor <clears throat> in my life as far as prayer goes and in, in deep leadership mentorship. Fantastic. Love it. Well, College of Prayer has had a big impact uh, far and wide in and out of the Alliance. We're grateful for that. The people that have been trained, the prayers that have been prayed, the impact that's come from those prayers. Uh, but we'd love to hear about your journeys uh, in terms of prayer becoming a priority, a primary work for you. And, and, and actually, what is the Lord teaching you now about prayer? Because I know it's a constant school with Jesus in that. Well, okay. Both ends of the, of the spectrum. So the beginning... Uh, as a young pastor, as I mentioned earlier, I was dry as a bone. I was weary, and I knew I needed a, a life change. And so uh, when I met Armin, he began mentoring me, taking me deeper. I learned to pray. I learned that really the scope of your ministry is determined by the scope of your prayer life. And so I gathered, I invited 50 pastors from across the U.S., my buddies, to come to Atlanta for four days of prayer. And 79 came, and for four days, we were on our faces before God. There was a little teaching, but it was 90% prayer, repentance, and we really met God. At the end of the time, nine of the pastors said I was ready to drop out of the ministry but not anymore. God's recalled me. And since then, they've had uh, the most fruitful years of ministry uh, of their lives. And, and I would say the same was true for me. Hmm. At the end of that time, they said, we can't end now. We need to keep meeting. So six months later, we met again. And this time there were 120. There were two from Canada, uh, two from Norway, two from Africa. And without even realizing what was happening, three years later, we had a campus of the College of Prayer here in Atlanta. We had one in Canada, one in Norway, and one in Africa. And that was the beginning. And we've grown a lot, matured a lot. But today, uh, we have 349,000 campuses of the College of Prayer around the world. And last year, we trained 20 million uh, pastors and leaders from 130 different nations of wow. the world. And, wow. um, so it's just, it's grown off the chain. Wow, uh, the, yeah. the question that you asked that really stimulates me is what is God teaching me now? And it goes so deep and it's so tender in my heart. But about six years ago, God said, Fred, don't ever allow prayer and revival in my presence to become routine or don't ever treat it casually. Don't ever get presumptuous. Mm. And I said, Lord, I don't ever want that to happen. What can I do to avoid that? And he said, let me reparent you. And uh, I'd never heard of that term before, reparent. What does that mean, reparent? Well, in the past few years, God has been reparenting me and taking me back to a really ground zero of saying Abba and 
I can sincerely say my prayer life today is becoming uh, more playful. It's becoming more uh, vulnerable. It's becoming uh, more childlike. Um, You know, immaturity is childishness. Maturity as a Christian is childlikeness. Mm. And um, it all flows from father, father. And so I feel like God's um, doing a whole new thing in me and in my own prayer life because of that. Yeah, that's beautiful stuff. John, John, give us some of your personal journey in the area of prayer and maybe what God's teaching you right now. Yeah, it began for me the moment I walked on the campus of Toco Falls College in 1999. Um, literally th- that day I arrived, I was walking to my dorm room past a a door in the hallway, in the middle of the hallway that said prayer room and literally thought to myself, why in the world do we need a prayer room at a Christian college? And uh, I mean, I'm telling you immediately, the Lord spoke to me and said, if you want to do anything for my glory, you better get familiar with that room. And to be honest with you, I, I would spend day, I started spending day after day after day in that room. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was that God had arrested my heart on a profound level and he broke me down and rebuilt me in that room. Yeah. And for four years, he remade me in the prayer room. And uh, I would get to one level in prayer and like feel like I was getting somewhere and then I would start hitting a wall and I'd be like, Lord, what's going on? Why am I hitting a wall now? And then, then he would put his finger right in my chest and say, now give me this. Now give me that. Now repent of this. Now repent of that. No, now go ask that person for forgiveness. This, and it was like he just deconstructed me mm. and rebuilt me in the prayer room at Tacoma Falls College. And, and that's really where things began for me. And by his grace, he kept sending leaders to our college who were seasoned in prayer. And it was a mentor of mine at Tacoma, Pete Canizaro, ah, who was there you, visiting Pete. at the time. Yeah. And uh, Pete was mentoring me, and he said to me, I think it was 2001, he said, I want you to come with me to this thing called the College of Prayer. And at that time, I was like, the, the College of what? <laughs> and uh, he said, just, just trust me. And so I went with him and, and walked into that room. And I can honestly tell you, I felt like the moment I walked in that room with all those people, those adults praying at the College of Prayer there at the Georgia Baptist I felt like I had come home and knew almost immediately these kind of people are my people. This is my tribe and saw adults praying on a level I had never seen before, even growing up in the church, had never seen that kind of intimacy and that kind of prayer. And I knew that I'd never be the same. And by the grace of God, I haven't been. And, and then I think, for me, what am I learning now? It's really been since I took a sabbatical two, two and a half years ago, uh, took three months of a sabbatical. And it was during that time, uh, God spoke to me about identity and his fathering. And the whole three months of that sabbatical was all on identity. And he said, I, I, I want you to know who you are in me and how I see you. And it really, it really shed off of me a lot of flesh. It set, shed off of me a lot of pride. Uh, it broke me. Uh, and that verse in Colossians that we are hidden in Christ totally revolutionized me because I began to see myself as 
literally being in Christ and the understanding that every time the father looks at me, it's as though he's looking at Jesus and all of that love, all that passion he has for Jesus, he has for me. And it changed the way I I prayed and the confidence, honestly, that I have in prayer. Um, And so it was a huge upgrade for me to understand who he, who he is as a father. And it changed the way I pray. Uh, And then even now uh, what's, what has continued to grow in me is this idea of perseverance and pray, ask, seek, knock. And as Jesus said that, um, you know, as, as, as pastors, most people listening will know that there's the continual action to that. Jesus wasn't just saying, do it once. He was saying, ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. And that that's been currently, um, the Lord telling me, keep pressing in, keep pressing in, keep pressing in. There's, th- there's things I want to do, prayers, answers I want to release that will only come as you press in. And recently he spoke to me and said, you'll never, you'll never learn to persevere through persecution if you can't persevere in prayer. Uh-huh. And that, that was <laughs> significant for me. Fantastic. So that's where I'm at right now. So, John, talk to us a little bit about how our pastors and leaders of local churches can tap into uh, the benefits and blessings of the College of Prayer. Yeah, so we have a a lot of opportunities for that. And I I do want to just acknowledge, we know and we understand we're we're pastors um, on different levels and in different ways. Fred obviously pastors a great local church, Lilburn Alliance Church here in in Atlanta. And um, we're all in this. We're all, we're, I like to tell people we're, we're not just out here teaching, we're practitioners in this. And it affects, prayer affects us personally, it affects our local church and the ministries God has given us and is giving us. And then out of that, we're able to uh, to teach and mentor and, and equip pastors and church leaders. And we know this is the most attacked area. The prayer gathering of the local church is the most underfunded, underutilized, over-attacked ministry of every church. Hmm. We get that. And we know that every pastor, we believe, wants to have a God-encountering, Christ-exalting, Satan-evicting, Holy Spirit-empowering prayer gathering, but oftentimes they've never been mentored in it. They've never been trained. Uh, they've never been equipped to lead in that environment. You know, it is a different environment. And so what we want to do is come alongside pastors and church leaders and give them an opportunity to grow in their upper room leadership. And so the way we do that is really three primary ways. We provide revival prayer resources. We have a whole library of a small group video series and, and books and everything. And all of our digital content, all of those video series are all available for free to help the local church grow in prayer. And that can be found on revivalnow.media, revivalnow.media. The second way we serve is through revival prayer gatherings. These are weekend gatherings that we lead uh, for churches. And we lead two two primary types of weekends, one called the Encountering God Weekend, um, where we consider it a prayer infusion for the local church. Many churches, again, don't know where to start with prayer. And so like medicine that's infused into the body. Uh, we call it, it's called an infusion. It, it's the quickest way to transfer medicine into the body. And so we call it a prayer infusion for the local church because that type of weekend is really the quickest way to infuse the church with the medicine of prayer. 
And, uh, and so we have Encountering God weekends that we lead. And then we also have uh, what we call Weekends of Hope. That's a prayer infusion for families. And it's the, the same concept to help families grow in prayer. And so those are revival prayer gatherings that we lead. And we have uh, leaders around the country who are equipped to lead those weekends. And then we also, the third way is through what we call College of Prayer Campuses, which most people are familiar with. That's the long-term spiritual formation process of prayer in the local church. It's to take prayer deep in the local church and help prayer uh, be a mile wide and a mile wheat, uh, a mile deep instead of a mile wide and an inch deep. So that process of the College of Prayer process is what can take prayer very deep in the local church. Great. Appreciate that. Really great stuff and lots of lots of resources there that uh, give people entry level all the way to more. Exactly. Sounds like yep. that's beautiful. So, you know, it's obvious that you guys value the life and ministry of the local church. You're not just a separate organization that kind of does its own thing. Fred, I would I would love to hear from you about uh, prayer ministry at Lilburn Alliance. Uh, tell us, you know, what's how's the Lord work there? Yeah, so... Um, as a local church pastor, uh, God has broken me a thousand times because I'm prideful. Uh, God continues to deal with my own pride, my own independence, my own self-will. And he's taught me to shepherd the flock by prayer, to lead by prayer, uh, to build prayer into my leaders, uh, to build a prayer team. We have a prayer room. Our children's ministry is presence-based. It's not program-based. So uh, the children know how to pray. Uh, their morning worship is not a puppet show or uh, high technology. They learn to hear from God. They learn how to pray scripture, uh, the role and significance of worship in prayer. Uh, we have a huge map, uh, the size of basketball court practically. And uh, we roll that out in our children's room. And it's the map of the world. It's a huge canvas like a painter's drop cloth that we had painted with uh, different colors for all the nations of the world. And when our children pray for the world, they lay on top of it. And the, the, you know, they often sob in prayer. And our youth ministry is, is presence-based also. Our singles ministry is presence-based. So uh, when we say presence-based, what we're doing is we're, we're differentiating between the omnipresence of God, uh, which is the everywhere presence, and the manifest or tangible presence. We all know that the church is not the house for the omnipresence. Uh, a Muslim mosque uh, anywhere is, has got the omnipresence. The church is designed to be the carrier of the manifest presence, the tangible presence. And so... Our, our life groups, we've got 48 life groups. They're all presence-based life groups. Our elders meetings, we spend half the time in prayer in our elders meetings, uh, not to be prayer people, but to be presence people. Uh, and Sunday morning is geared around the presence. We preach to the presence. We worship to the presence. Everything is the presence. And uh I really lead out of repentance. Uh, I don't consider myself a hero of the presence. I'm, I'm, I'm really a recovering egotist. Um, God breaks me continually. And uh, in repentance, I do my best to lead my church into the presence. 
So uh, that's really the heart of it. If I didn't have a heart for the presence, I could not lead into the presence. Um, if my messages weren't crafted in the presence, I couldn't preach into the presence. If my uh, goal setting and my leadership uh, wasn't shaped in the presence, I could not lead leaders into the presence. So um, it's really not, I don't encourage anyone to add more prayer to their church. I encourage everyone to add more presence. And, and the doorway to the presence is prayer, but the end game is not prayer, it's presence. Yeah. Thank you, Fred. That's yeah, and Terry and Alan, if if I may speak to what yeah. Fred said too, um, because you know Fr Fred and I know, and our team knows from just traveling so extensively globally, so many pastors are frustrated with with prayer in the local church or, or trying to overcome some of that frustration. And I want to say, Fred has always been very good at this. I, I led the prayer team at Lilburn Alliance for five or six years under Fred's direction. Um, but Fred has always been good not to pull himself out of prayer in the local church or to delegate it ex extensively. Mm -hmm. And that has been something we've seen uh, that is significant. I want to say to every lead pastor, you cannot delegate, and we've seen this over and over, you cannot delegate prayer in the church. It will rise and fall on your leadership. And it, you can have a prayer team leader, coordinator, whatever, and all of that's good because you don't need to handle the administrative aspects of it or the gathering of, of, of the prayer team and, and the different needs that the prayer, need, prayer team needs to address. But you cannot exhume yourself or, or take yourself out of needing to lead prayer in the local church. No church that we have ever served, and, I, and I'm serious about this, and, and we're talking about a lot of churches, no church that we have ever served has been successful growing a prayer ministry or an upper room prayer gathering or becoming a house of prayer without the leadership capacity of the lead pastor. And it will take every leadership <clears throat> muscle that you have to do it because it will be fought against, not by man, but by spirit. Yeah. Mm. And it will take your leadership capacity to lead the prayer gathering in your local church and to make sure prayer is infused in every ministry of your church. And we've seen the upper room, and feel free, I would say too, and we've done this several times, be free to reinvent yourself, to reinvent the prayer gathering in the local church. Sometimes it needs to move location. Sometimes it needs to be moved to a different day, a different time. Sometimes it needs to be all night prayer gathering. Sometimes it needs to be a season of fasting. Sometimes it, it, needs, it can take different shapes and forms and should take different shapes and forms so that it never becomes stagnant or just a program that you lead. And so always be free to allow the ebb and flow of the prayer gathering in the local church, but it will absolutely rise and fall on your ability to give leadership capacity to it. Yeah, it's good. That's great exhortation. It is. So uh, you talked about sometimes pastors get frustrated with prayer gatherings in, in the church and 
you know, we've, we've all heard the saying that they become organ recitals, you know, we're praying for Aunt Myrtle's ingrown toenail and Aunt Myrtle's ingrown toenail may need prayer, but yep. there's much more to pray for. And, you know, we need to be praying for revival. We need to pray for the spirit of God to fall on Christ's church. We need to be praying for lost people in our community. We need to be praying for big issues uh, that we're facing in our culture and region and nation. So how do we keep the main things, the main things, how do we get people focused on the things that they really need to be focused on as we're, we're trying to pray together in the local church, throw out the list, <laughs> throw out the list, throw out, throw out the list. Yeah. I love it. When Jesus uh, was asked by the disciples, Lord teaches to pray. The first thing he did, he gave them the pattern to pray. It's the Lord's prayer. Um, he didn't give them a list. He didn't say, well, ask, go around the room and ask, what should we pray for? He gave them a pattern. And the pattern is genius. Uh, we keep trying to create new patterns. We don't need new patterns. We need to use Jesus' pattern. And his pattern is, is the essence of everything we teach in the College of Prayer. All those that we're teaching around the world, every campus of the College of Prayer, every local church that we've been able to help, it's all based on the Lord's Prayer. And it starts with Father, it's relationship. It goes to worship, hallowed be your name. Uh, it's the essence of worship, is responding appropriately to the name. Your kingdom come, um, it's lordship. So those three, there's, there's more to the Lord's Prayer, we don't have time. But those three, that's the starting blocks of prayer. Relationship, our Father, and spend time with the, receiving the love of the Father. Declaring the name, hallowed be your name. And then praying the kingdom, uh, your kingdom come. The kingdom is revival. It's the Holy Spirit. You don't get the kingdom without the Holy Spirit. It's the manifest presence. And so if you start there, if you start every prayer meeting that way, every worship service should be geared around that. Uh, that's the template uh, for revival prayer. Great. Amen. And and I would add to that too. Um, we we want to acknowledge it, it's going to feel awkward when you get started in in a prayer gathering that has no list that only goes after Jesus. It's going to feel uh, a little bit concerning to not have everything structured. Um, and to just go after ministering to the presence of the Lord, but lean into that. I'm telling you, he will meet you. And to the pastor who's frustrated with the size of your prayer gathering, we've seen this over and over, an anecdotal evidence that most churches struggle to get at least 10% of their regular tenders to the local prayer gathering. That's almost a threshold. Mm -hmm. So if you can get past that, there's a lot of good things that happen, but most churches struggle to even get 10% of their local regular attenders to the prayer gathering. And don't be frustrated by the size. Think about Antioch. There's only a few of those guys there. And it launched the greatest movement in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. So don't be frustrated by the size. Go after Jesus and the size will come later. Yeah, good word. Good that is word. a good word. So, John, you told us about some of the resources that the College of Prayer offers. You gave us one website. Is there a main College of Prayer website that our uh, listeners can get to? Yeah, and and for the U.S., uh, if you would go to revivalnow.us, revivalnow.us, it's gonna it's gonna show you those three primary ways that we can serve the local church. It'll point you to some of those resources, those revival prayer gatherings, and the whole explanation of what a College of Prayer campus is. If you choose to go that route, 
and next steps to all of those options. Um, literally on each three of those options we gave, uh, there's next steps. What do I do next? And so those are great ways to uh, interact with uh, any of the content you've heard or if any of this piques your interest. Go there and it will tell you what to do next. Great. And yeah. I want to point our listeners toward the College of Prayer and uh, the, the College of Prayer modules. I confess I'm not a graduate, but I'm not a dropout either. I was uh, <laughs> uh, deeply impacted by uh, being a part of some of the modules of the College of Prayer in Eastern PA in my days uh, back there. And, uh, you know, I, I remember walking away from one of those modules. I felt like I was worn out physically because it was a yeah. pretty intense weekend, but I felt spiritually renewed mm. because we had been together in the presence of the Lord in a very uh, special way. So really want to encourage our listeners to uh, tap into what the College of Prayer offers. So rather than just talking about prayer, which we've done, which is important, uh, I thought we should end with actually praying. And uh, Fred, uh, wondering if you could close out our time by praying what's in your heart for the Alliance at this time. Mm. We'd love to uh, join you in, uh, in prayer, my brother. Amen. Amen. Father God, we say, lift up your heads, O you gates. Mm. Uh, be lifted up, you ancient doors, you ancient Alliance doors. Mm. Uh, we cry out to the doors of our denomination. Be lifted up that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he? The Lord strong and mighty. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah. Lord, we want more of your glory. We want more of your lordship. We want more of your salvation. Yes. We want more of your breakthrough. We want more nations. We want more unreached people. Mm. We want more revival in our churches. We want more city reaching. We want to reach every unreached person that remains on the face of the earth. Lord, revive your church. Lord, it's not how many people we get into prayer meetings that matters. It's how many people we are influencing to get into heaven that matters. Yeah. We want to see the, a revival that sweeps our land that will revive the church to reach the final unreached peoples on earth. And for that reason, we cry out to the existing uh, gates, to every Alliance church, to every Alliance yes. board meeting, to every Alliance pastor's study. Lift up your Thanks, heads, O you gates. Be lifted up that the King of glory may come in. Come in, King of glory, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. You know our battles. You know our battles. Mm. And we declare today, greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Enthrone yourself in the middle of your church. Hallelujah. Walk up and down our churches. Manifest your presence, more of your presence, more of your power, more of your glory, more repentance, and more nations for your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank amen. you, Fred. We Thank agree. you so much. We agree. John and Fred, thank you very, very much, not just for being a part of the podcast today, but for keeping prayer and a revival front and center in the Christian and Missionary Alliance. God's using you in uh, key ways, and uh, we love and appreciate both of you. Thank Thanks, you so much. Terry.
Every leader needs a leader, and you're one of ours. So thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. God bless you both. God bless you. Wow. Great to talk with and listen to oh, man. Uh, Fred and John. What'd you, uh, what challenged you today, Alan? Or enlightened uh, you? Does everything work? Everything? You know, can everything challenge me? Is that an okay answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then everything. Yeah. Specifically about everything. It just some. I love how when you're in these conversations with people that really walk deeply in, in prayer, uh, that things, other things, it just starts to click for you, yeah. you know, and to recognize, so Fred's, and I've heard him do this in other places, you know, obviously, because College of Prayer does that, but the, the focus on the presence of God yeah. and to realize that prayer is really our way to make sure that we are constantly giving attention to the presence of God in every area of life. That was rich. It was a rich conversation. Yeah, it was. This would be a good episode to sit and uh, listen to with your local church leaders. Yes. As you think about the uh, culture of prayer in your uh, congregation, your church family. Uh, so why don't you do that, Pastor? If you're the uh, pastor or a lay leader in your church, why don't you suggest that? So uh, we'll be back with you next time. We thank you for listening. Jeff Schulte will be our guest on episode four, uh, talking about small groups and discipleship, I believe, Alan. I am absolutely wrong. You are 100% wrong. Okay. Alan is going to clear this up for I us. I am going to clear this up. He's going to talk about the importance of emotions in, uh, in our heart, in our, in our becoming faithful and fruitful disciples with Jesus. Oh, yeah. I remember that. You got now. the disciple part right. <laughs> you know, but that's awesome. Uh, all right. So, uh, meanwhile, I'm going to be uh, straightening myself out and uh, getting clear on all of this. That will be great. This is all just for our okay. listeners to model for them that we are nowhere near perfect and don't think of ourselves that way. We certainly are not perfect. So, uh, and Caitlin will testify to it as well. Well, I'm sitting here like hitting everything possible on the table. So nobody's yeah, perfect. Absolutely. That's why we wouldn't have the Lord. We wouldn't need the gospel if we were perfect. Praise, yeah, so. praise so Jesus. True. That's that a fantastic so wrap up to this episode. Thank you. Yes. Meanwhile, keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.